Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Well, hey friends, welcome back to Anchored In Always. Um, today I have my sweet friend Stacy on the show with me. And um, Stacy has been with Josh and I um, and Shane and Tracy from the beginning of Celebrate Recovery at Grace Community Church. Um, she was one that came to our leader interest meeting right at the beginning and um, just wanted to get involved right away. And so she's stuck with us and been there since the beginning. And I have just had the honor and privilege of watching her grow um, as a leader, as just coming out of her shell, um, really, truly working her recovery. And it's it's not been without trials in her life, but I've just, it's just been a beautiful experience to see how God has used these tools and this ministry um, to really uh, shape Stacy and bring her out, bring her gifts out and um, give her confidence. And I just, I just love that so much. And so I really wanted her to come on the show today because I know that some of the areas that she'll share that she struggles with, that I also struggle with, um, are probably areas that many of you struggle with perfectionism and control and insignificance. And, um, you know, she's really going to be speaking to the woman that's listening right now that just feels like their story doesn't matter. Cause I remember her struggling with that and, um, really feeling like when we asked her to share her testimony, that why would I share my testimony? You know, it's not going to make a difference. It's not impactful. Um, and, and it was when she did, it truly was very impactful. And so I really am excited to have you guys listen to uh, Stacy share a little bit today. Um, because if you're in that same place, I think you're going to be encouraged today by what she has to share. So with that, Stacy, um, thank you so much for just taking the time out of your busy schedule to be on the podcast with me today. I just truly appreciate you being here with us. Thank you for having me, Katie. Um, when you first asked me to be on the podcast, my first reaction was, oh my gosh, even the thought of that causes me so much anxiety to have to do that. Because as you mentioned, um, I also struggle with not only perfectionism, but insignificance. And I thought, oh my gosh, to have to get on and talk to all those people, that is just so far out of my comfort zone. But God has just shown me that um, it is in being vulnerable and showing my true self that I can not only find healing for myself, but to be able to help other people. So I wanted to do that. Yes, yes. And I love your heart in that. That's one of the things that I've seen in you over the years in serving is that um, you may have fear about doing certain things, but you push through that, uh, not just for yourself, but mostly I see that you do it to help other people. And, um, I think that's why God is just blessing, you know, 
you with each of these steps, each time you step out in faith and do one of something out of your comfort zone, um, I think you see a better result than what you thought. And I think that's God's favor and blessing on it for you. Like, because you're doing it for the right reasons. You're not doing it for self motives. Um, you gen genuinely care about people, um, and want and, and are doing it for them. Um, so I just love that for sure, Stacy. Um, so Stacey, if you could just share with the listener, just so they can kind of get to know you a little bit, just a little bit about yourself before we dive into the, um, the nitty gritty stuff. So just a little bit about who you are. Sure. Um, I have been married for you know, this Saturday, maybe 45 years to my Ooh. high school sweetheart. Wow. And, uh, we met in high school. We married very young. I was 16. He was 19. I had come from a troubled family. So it was back in the 70s, the way that you got out. Mm -hmm. And so we started out young. We've uh, beaten the odds, but not without a lot of trials and hard times. We have three adult grown daughters um, and three grandchildren. We're a retired military family. Um, we came here when my husband was active duty in the 80s. And when we were looking for a place to retire, uh, we decided to come back here. And we've been here, back here since 95. So we are transplanted Clarksvillians uh, via the military like so many other people here. Yes. Wow. That's, that's amazing um, that you guys have, you know, it's kind of unheard of these days for marriages to last that long with, and unfortunately it's like over a 50% divorce rate, um, you know, and, and me having heard your full testimony and all the things, you know, that you've overcome um, before getting married, but then also through your marriage, it's truly God's grace, um, you know, that you guys yeah. have been married this long and um, that you're in, you know, recovery and working out, working together. It's just, it, it's just awesome. Um, so Stacy, I know that you and I have talked a lot about how we both struggle with control and perfectionism among other things in our lives, but can you share a little bit about what that's looked like in your own life? Sure. So, um, when I was a little girl growing up, I really never felt loved. No one in my family said, I love you or gave hugs or kisses. In fact, I rarely got any positive attention at all. And I tried to get attention by doing everything as well or could, as good as I could, as perfectly as I could, because I was always trying to earn my mother's attention and approval. But that set me on a pattern for the rest of my life, trying to earn approval by being perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and everything about me had to look or be perfect. My home, the way I looked, everything I did. And I always felt that I had to keep this mask of perfection on, a perfect image at all times. No one was allowed to see any of my flaws. Because if anyone saw my flaws, then they'd find me lacking. And if I'm lacking, then then I'm not good enough to be cared about, I thought, yeah, that I didn't deserve to be cared about. So ultimately, it was because I believed inside that I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And if other people saw that, then that would just reinforce what I already felt about myself. So I would keep everyone behind a wall and never was anyone ever allowed to see the real me. But over the years, that got harder and harder to maintain that perfect image. So it just became easier to just isolate and pull away from people. And I only let people just see a few people in my life um, 
And then when I did let them in, I only let them in so far because it was easier to keep everyone at a distance so that I could maintain this image and this mask that I had. And that was one of the reasons that I really rarely didn't have any close bonds with anyone. And it got so bad that when I was diagnosed with breast cancer back in 2016, I went through a mastectomy and three reconstruction surgeries, but very few people in my church even knew about it, even though I've been going to that church for 10 years. But that was my perfectionism and my pride at its worst. I felt that I had to keep up a front for everyone at all costs. I was fine. I was good. I was strong enough and my faith was strong enough and my prayer life was strong enough that I didn't need anyone else's help or even their prayers. After all, I couldn't ask for prayers or people might think that my faith wasn't strong enough, you know? So my awful struggle with perfectionism, it robbed me of people in my life who just wanted to be there for me, to love on me and support me when I needed it the most. But no, I was more concerned with how I would appear or how my faith would appear rather than let them in and have to let my mask down and let them love on me, but then risk the chance of them seeing the real me. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Stacy, so much in there that I think I know I personally resonate with, but I know that women listening to this, um, can resonate with that. I mean, I think it's, it's very common in society to just feel like we have to put our, our best foot forward kind of thing, you know, like, um, that we have to appear a certain way. And, and especially in the Christian community, um, a lot of times, you know, you have to check all the right boxes and people are afraid to be vulnerable and share where they struggle and where their weaknesses are, because then that, that might mean that they don't have, like you said, you know, um, I don't have a strong faith. I don't trust God. And, um, and it's really in our weakness that he is strong. Right. And we learn that and we know that, but we still try so hard to just appear perfectly balanced and everything's in its place. And, and nobody can relate to that, you know, and I found that the same thing as you, as I struggled, um, in my life, trying to be this like perfect Christian woman that women could look up to and respect. And, and nobody could relate to that, Katie. They, it was when I started being vulnerable and sharing my wrestling with my faith, um, my, my anger, my doubts, my fears, things like that, that women started reaching out to me because that's what they could relate to. They were hurting in the same ways as you and I, and when we're open and vulnerable about that, and we take the mask off, it gives other people a sense of uh, security that maybe they can do that too. So I'm just so proud of you and and doing that. And I know that women listening are going to be encouraged because I know you're not the only one that struggles um, with this area. So, um, And I learned that from you, Katie. I learned that the perfect image isn't going to connect with anybody. It's within and through our vulnerability that, um, that we can connect with people. And I always thought it was the other way around that I had to be perfect for that connection and that closeness. Um, but it was through our vulnerability. And, um, I learned that from you. And so, but it's still not easy for me and it's not natural. And it's something that I have to work on every day. Yes. Yes. Me too. I'm right there with you. I still have to be, be very intentional about that. Cause I find myself getting caught up in that mentality if I'm not in- intentional and careful about it. Um, so Stacy, tell us a little bit about what changed. So how did God really get a hold of your heart and begin this healing process? 
What changed in your life? Well, I mentioned that I had breast cancer and then less than two years later, I had cancer again. That time it was ovarian cancer. So after more surgery, I was cancer free. Um, I survived cancer not once, but twice. And I was starting to feel survivor's guilt. I was seeking God as to why I survived when so many other people hadn't, people that I thought was more deserving or more worthy of it than I ever was. Um, God laid it on my heart to go to a ladies' night out gathering at the church I was going to. And I really didn't want to go to it because I was still in the middle of isolating and I didn't want to have to socialize with all those ladies and have to keep up my image and this mask and everything. But I wanted to be obedient to God, so I went. And I learned some things that night that started me on my path of healing. And I learned that night that God created a need in all of us to have a purpose in our lives and also a need for us to have people in our lives who that we could be truly transparent with. And I realized then that I didn't have either of those. I didn't have anyone in my life that I could be transparent with because I never allowed myself to ever be transparent with anyone. And I also realized that I really wanted those things, but I had absolutely no idea how to go about getting them. So I started praying that God would show me how. So it wasn't long after that on a Sunday morning while attending church service at Grace, they announced that a new ministry was starting up that was called Celebrate Recovery, and they needed volunteers who were willing to be trained. And I immediately thought, God, is this the answer to my prayer for you to show me the purpose in my life? Because I thought that I'd be perfect for this. After all, I've been married to an alcoholic for decades, and I'm the mother of a recovering addict. So I signed up and I went to that first meeting and I learned at that meeting that part of our training as leaders, that meant we'd have to attend a step study where we'd work through as a group, the 12 steps of recovery. And little did I know at that time that God was going to use that step study to not only give me for the first time in my life, people who I would be able to be transparent with, but that he was going to bring healing into my life as well. A few months into that study, my walls started to come down, and I began to let those ladies see just little glimpses of the real me, and I found myself sharing things that I never thought I'd ever say out loud to anyone, and I remember the moment that my wall came crashing down, and it just shattered as I shared for the first time with any human being ever that I had been molested as a child, and for the first time in my life, I was transparent with people. And they didn't judge me and they didn't find me lacking like I had always feared would happen. Mm -hmm. They loved me and they accepted me just as I am, flaws and all. God also showed me through that step study and his word that I'd always been looking to people for my approval and validation and not from him. He's the true source of who I am and who I'm supposed to be. And he showed me that I'm beautifully and wonderfully made and I'm loved and accepted by him, flaws and all. Mm-hmm. So I could quit spending so much time trying to achieve from people what I already had from him. That was that was what started it all. Wow, you've got me all tearing up over here, Stacey. Um, Gosh, and I remember that meeting. I remember as we went around the room and we had people stand up and share what brought them to that meeting, like what 
And I remember you and, and several other people had come to there thinking that you were like, you were there to help other people. Um, that was your motivation for doing it. And, and then hearing not only you, but several others share how that was your initial, that's how God got, got you there, but he was planning to do the work on you. Um, like you said, little, little, did you know what was coming? Um, but God was using this whole thing. He was orchestrating this whole thing to do a mighty work in your life. And ultimately through that mighty work that he's did in your heart and in your life, it has impacted other people um, in your life and and in women that you are working with now through you know um, recovery, uh, sponsoring and leading and different things. So um, it is just so amazing, you know, that he sees you, he hears you, he knows your heart, and he provides. And my hat, right? Well, Jehovah Jireh, you know, he is the God who provides, um, and I just see that all over your story. Um, and so thank you for your vulnerability and sharing that with us. Um, I wanted to ask you, how has your life changed now, having gone through that experience um, and sharing with us kind of where you were and how God used the ministry of Celebrate Recovery and your journey with cancer and different things in your life? Um, how is he using those past struggles and your recovery to bless your life and impact other people now? Well, I came in to celebrate recovery thinking that God was going to use me to help other people, like you said, yeah. <laughs> that I was going to use all the things that I had learned in my life and my experiences and everything I had gone through to help hurting people. But I had no idea that God's plan all along was to bring healing into my life as well, that he wanted more for me in my life, not more from me. God wanted to give me a more abundant life than what I had had. Just like Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And that's what he wanted for me. And I found that except for salvation, nothing has ever changed my life more than celebrate recovery. I've been able now to share openly with people the pain and the struggles in my life for so long that I thought that I had to keep hidden away. That, um, by my sharing these and what God has taught me through the 12 steps of Celebrate Recovery, that I'm able to bring hope and help to other people by being vulnerable and showing them the hardest and the, the darkest parts of my life. And I can, I can guide and encourage other women now as a sponsor uh, in CR, just kind of guiding them and helping them in their lives. And I've even helped to lead a step study to help other women find what I found when I went through my first step study. But it's also brought healing into my marriage as well. My husband is now joined CR and he's found healing from his addiction to alcohol through working his steps of recovery as well. And I've used a lot of the things that I've learned just in the relationships with my daughters to help in communicating because anybody who had uh, daughters finds sometimes it can be a little difficult um, with the personalities and communicating um, with, with all of that, with uh, raising girls. Uh, and even though they're raised and grown adults, their relation, my relationships with them as adults. So um that's what I've learned by being vulnerable and showing the true side of me. Um, it's scary and it's hard, but that's where I can really help other people. Yes. Yes. Um, that is also too, I think what's really cool is to see how you started in this and then Frank 
you know, started coming and finding healing and healing. And now you guys are serving together um, as our training coaches for our, our core leadership team. So you went all the way from coming and attending to now sponsoring and leading training meetings of leaders. So you're a leader of leaders. Um, right. You really are. And, um, so God has just done immeasurably more than immeasurably more than we could ask or think. Um, and it's just so amazing to see, um, him use you in these, in these amazing ways. Um, I just love all of that. And it did start with you being vulnerable and honest and just surrendering to him and allowing him to lead you and control you, or or really, I don't want to say control you, but lead you and direct you in the way that, that he had planned for you all along. Um, and so it's just very beautiful to see that unfold. Um, so lastly, um, Stacey, what encouragement would you give to the listener who feels like, her life doesn't matter, um, that they just don't have much to contribute. And so what's the point? What would you say to encourage that woman today? First of all, I totally understand. And I totally get that because I struggle with feeling insignificant for most of my life. I always felt that you could just take me out of any situation, any relationship, and there'd be no loss. There'd be no loss there. I wouldn't have made any difference, um, if I was gone. Um, And so that's another thing that um, I've been finding healing with and celebrate recovery. Um, And so, but I've heard so many powerful life-changing testimonies at celebrate recoveries and so many stories that gave hope and motivation. And when I considered my life and my story though, I thought no one would be inspired or could even relate to anything I could share. Um, I struggled with perfectionism. Yeah, I thought, yeah, no big deal. No one would think that was anything, you know, that was a big deal to anyone. But um, but I've come to learn that there are other aspects to my story besides my perfectionism struggle. And since then, I've also learned just how much my struggles have robbed me of in my life and how I could be used by God in sharing just that. Um, I've learned that God can and does work through all of our pain and our hurts to bring him glory and also to help others find healing. He can use us even if we or our stories may feel useless or insignificant. So I really encourage you to share with others your highs and your lows, your hurts and your mistakes and how God has helped you overcome them because it just might be what someone else needs to hear to help them find hope and encouragement because all our stories are important and they can be used by God in small or large ways to help other people. Your story just might be that story that helps change someone else's life. So yeah. share it. Yes. Yes. Amen to that. Um, and that is so, so true. Um, he definitely does not waste a hurt. Um, I have found that in my own life and, and the same as you listening to people share their stories that there's just something in there for everybody. Even yeah. when men get up at CR and share a story, I'm, you know, I maybe would have thought, how am I going to relate to this guy, this biker guy up here? Um, but there's always something there because really our, our struggles and our behaviors are symptoms of deeper issues that we all struggle with. Um, whether you cope with it with isolation and control and perfectionism like you and I do, or whether you cope with it with drugs and alcohol and pornography, like, like Josh does, you know, so we all deal with things differently, but underneath those issues are 
are, are the real problems. And that's what I love about CR is that's where we get down to those issues and surrender those things to the one and only higher power, Jesus, because it's through our growing relationship with him um, that we find healing because he has the power to help us recover. It's not yeah. in and of ourselves. And we find that. Um, and yeah. so he does use every single part of each and every one of our stories and it matters. Um, and there's somebody that needs to hear it. Um, and so I feel like it's almost a, a step of obedience for us to do that, to share that. Um, so again, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to be here today. Um, I am so excited for, um, people to listen to this and, um, to hear the feedback that I get from ladies, which I know I will. So Stacy, thank you so much for being here. I just really appreciate you. I'm, I'm glad you asked. And I hope that, uh, it can help someone. And that it would, might lead them to seeking their path and their journey of uh, healing and recovery. And maybe even come to CR. Maybe I might meet one day uh, a lady at CR and says, I heard you on Katie's podcast. And that's why I decided to come. And that will just really make my day. Yes, yes, that would be awesome. Well, with that, I'm going to just go ahead and close us in prayer today. Um, just a prayer over um, the woman listening, the person listening right now um, that really resonated with Stacy's story. So dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you so much um, for just this space, for this platform that you've provided um, to for people to just hear stories, everyday women, um, that struggle with the things that we all struggle with. It doesn't have to be um, some huge, powerful, impactful, um, crazy story for it to make an impact, Lord, that you use all of us. Lord, you have a plan and you have a purpose for each and every one of us. And and you don't waste a hurt. Everything that Stacy's gone through in, in her life, everything that I've gone through in my life, when we surrender those things to you, God, you will do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or think. And we just thank you for that, God. And I just pray for the woman listening that that doesn't feel that way right now, that is thinking that her life doesn't matter, that what she's gone through isn't the same or, or nobody would understand and nobody would um, relate to her. Um, God, I pray that as she hears this episode today and Stacy sharing her story and vulnerability, that that would just give her some encouragement and some hope and confidence that you will use her story for your glory, God. And more than that, that you will bring healing um, and there is hope for her. And so I just pray, Lord, that the woman listening today would um, reach out, would reach out to uh, support for support and community, um, would maybe even uh, check out a CR uh, near her, God, and just begin her journey of recovery, Lord. And we just know that you can do great and mighty things through people who are surrendered and who are ready to be vulnerable um, and allow you to do the work. And so we just give you all glory and praise. Um, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life? As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling in your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com or go to bit.ly forward slash anchored in discovery to schedule your free 20-minute discovery session with me to see how we can partner together. 
Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored in Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.